I'm Jamie Gamble, and this is who I am. Welcome to the show, everyone. Uh, This is a test recording. Um, This is just to see if everything's working, if I can get the RSS feeds running, and to make sure that the audio is fine for everybody. So this is a little test record. I don't have a guest on this episode. Um, We'll call this episode zero or episode one, whatever you want to call it. And um, basically, it's as, uh, like I said, it's a test and it's just going to be me talking. I'll try and keep it short and sweet. So, what's the idea behind this podcast, another podcast, I hear you say? Well, this one is about creative people. It's to um, talk to people who are creative in either their day job or people who find time to be creative outside of their day job. Um, I know a lot of people who work different jobs and do long hours and then um, in their spare time they are creative in some way, either as uh, artists, writers, uh, comedians, puppeteers, uh, all, all kinds of things. So it's just to talk to them about what inspires them, what helps them to motivate themselves to work on their own stuff when they're away from their day job, and what they hope to achieve with the work that they do. Um, is it just for personal reasons? Are they looking to move into that as a career, and so on and so on. For myself, I am a production sound mixer by day, uh, which means I work on film sets, recording dialogue, and um, any sounds that are too expensive to recreate later, we try to capture for the editors. Um, Mainly it's dialogue recording. I've been doing that for around 15 years now. And my uh, hobby, my sideline, my creative thing is that I'm a comic book writer. Um, I've been doing that for around five years now, I think. For myself, how did I get from uh, where I grew up in southwest London into film for a start and then into writing comic books? Um, I grew up in a uh, borough in southwest London called Wandsworth. And we, uh, my family and I lived there for pretty much all my life um, until I moved out to the U.S., when I was, uh, my wife, myself, and my son at the time. Uh, We moved over here, and I've been here ever since in Los Angeles. Um, But I grew up in southwest London, like I said, and I went to school there. I pretty much, we we moved around a lot, but within that same borough, so um, it's not that big of a place, but I've lived across every corner of it. Um, I think we moved about 11 or 12 times before I was 13 or 14, and then we kind of settled in one place. Um, Like everyone my age growing up in that area or in London or in England generally, I had paper rounds, and um, because of that I had... um, I was in contact with uh, newspapers, stores, uh, news agents in the UK, kind of like um, newsstands and convenience stores combined. Yeah. And I would spend a lot of time reading comic books there. I, I read from a very young age anyway. I would always pick up anything I could find to read. Um, I, I never remember what my first comic book was. There's, uh, I always see these people who mention, oh, my, the book that got me into comics was this. But um, because of how I came about reading them, which was to get them secondhand from people from thrift stores or just be uh, gifted them by friends or family or... 
uh, one of my dad's friends was a garbage man and uh, a rubbish man. And he would get boxes full of comics that had been thrown away. Um, so I would get them, and I have no timeline because of this. It's all jumbled. Um, and also because in the UK we had a lot of reprints for the American stuff, mainly. So I know that I read comics from as far back as I can remember. I couldn't tell you what the first one was. Um, so that's always been in my DNA is uh, reading generally comic books and um, as, a, as a storytelling technique I've always enjoyed it and I've always enjoyed storytelling so I was, uh, I was writing my own uh, stuff when I was 10 or 11. Um, there was a bunch of friends that were at school that would write these elaborate Transformers stories and um, we would use uh, stickers um, different foil stickers to create these images for the books um, to show energy and stuff like that and uh, very, all, all good fun um, uh, so there I was I was doing my paper rounds as a paper boy reading comic books and uh, living in southwest London as I've said I will say southwest London several times um, and uh, I left school um, I kind of, I was in school generally, um, but had to work uh, for various family reasons. And so I was leaving school to go to work at various jobs from um, 14 or 15, I think. I had a, a job in a pie mash shop in southwest London, a place called Tootin. And... Um, that job was basically working in this, uh, it was a very Victorian style kitchen. So it was like a, um, it was all tiles and it was meat pies and mashed potato and this uh, uh, parsley sauce called liquor. Um, so I'd work there on Thursday, Friday evenings after school. I would, uh, the, the bell would go at the end of school and I'd run out, catch a bus down to Tootin in southwest London. And I would, uh, start work and then I worked all day Saturday and they gave me I think it was like 20 pounds in an envelope under the table all very hush hush and um, then uh, there was a uh, like a market across the street like a um, uh, what do you call them here? flea market I guess and they had a bookstore there that had uh, comics in it so I would go over there and I would you know I'd get my free uh, bowl of pie and mash because I was working there and I would go and buy some comics, and I would read those. And um, so, you know, I was uh, comics were always there. But I was working. I started working at a young age, and I've always been doing various jobs. And then I was at school, and I f didn't really finish school. I kind of just petered out towards the end. Um, and I started working at a cinema in the West End of London, uh, which tapped into my other love, which was film. Um, you know, I was a I was a fan of film as a consumer for a long time. Um, I would watch whatever I could get my hands on. I would, uh, you know, I, I would lock myself away in my room for uh, days at a time with eight or nine videos from the store and just watch them. And, and I had a lot of friends who were into um, film as well. And when I started working at the cinema, there was a lot of people that were even though they were doing this job in a cinema as a day job, um, they had aspirations to get into film work. And there were several of them that were uh, uh, wanted to be directors or producers. 
So I, I, I made a few contacts there when I was working there, and when I left working at the cinema, um, I still kept in touch with a few of the, the friends there. And they eventually did start working in film, and so there I was. Um, I reached a stage where I was just working, and I'd been working for so long, and I decided that I kind of, I, I lined up three options. Um, and one of them was to carry on working in the place I was working and learn as much about computing. And uh, they, were, they were just putting in their computer system at that workplace at that point. Um, so there was uh, jobs available to become like a web developer and um, uh, work in IT. The other option was to join the Merchant Navy. And the third thing was to go to college. Um, and I didn't really know what I wanted to study. I just kind of, uh, I knew that I liked ancient history. I thought about film, but it just never quite fell into place that I wanted to study it. Um, I think I kind of pitched it, picked ancient history because it felt like I could maybe do it. I had more chance to to get and do that than I did with uh, with film or with anything else, with any kind of like uh, English or writing or anything. I always felt that like because I my school career had petered out, I didn't really have the chops to go into something that was as serious. Um, so I actually picked uh, ancient history and archaeology because they felt like there was uh, there was kind of like a freedom in ancient history where it was interpretation of stories uh, almost. And the uh, archaeology was kind of like this uh, practical uh, approach. I didn't feel like it was a scholarly for whatever reason. Um, anyway, it was just like, uh, you know, there, there wasn't much thought process behind it other than I don't want to work anymore I need to take a break from working and do something um, and I ended up going to college I ended up getting into college and when I was in college um, one of the first things I did because I again felt out of my depth with uh, academia was I went around and I tried to become involved in as many uh, groups and societies as I could and um, so I was on the newspaper in the a student newspaper. I was a film reviewer for the student newspaper. And I worked for a little while as a co-editor on that. Um, and I also did some book reviews and some uh, football uh, reporting. Um, I managed to get in touch with the, the football club in uh, my college town and I would get press passes. So I would end up going to watch these games and there would be myself sitting in a press box with all of these... Uh, older professional guys and um, I would normally bring a friend along with a little disposable camera or a, a little personal camera and they'd be down at the touchline where there was all these professional photographers so that was kind of funny to see um, and um, I also joined the radio society when I was there um, I did a radio show uh, myself and uh, Tom Monday my friend from college wanted a few things that came out of my time in college that uh, that I enjoyed. Hello, Tom. Um, and we had a two-hour radio show on a Friday. Um, we tried to you know, keep it kind of fun and light, but it was very music-focused and uh, tried to to bring a little bit of a John Peel vibe to what we were doing. We would try and play as much stuff that wasn't getting played. There was, they tended to have these uh, lists of chart stuff or popular stuff that had been sent over. 
And they had um, these boxes full of CDs that had just been kind of discarded, that had been sent from lesser-known people or from independent acts, and we'd try to play those, try to give those some airtime. Um, there are copies of that radio show out there. I think they exist only on cassette tape in a shed somewhere in southwest London. Um, but I don't have them anymore, and I don't think Tom has copies of them. Um, they were good fun, but, you know, we, we didn't really take it that seriously. The, the main thing that we did was uh, make sure that we didn't overload when we were recording, so I didn't really learn much about mixing when I was there, but I did kind of get this idea that you know, radio was something that was fun and that uh, I could talk on a radio station without being absolutely disgusted with my own voice. Um, you know, I, I was, but I wasn't as disgusted as I think most people are. Um, and that got me to here. And now I'm a sound mixer in LA. I've been working in film and television, like I said, for 15 years. And um, as a day job, it's very time-consuming. Um, and uh, a lot of the stuff that we do is, uh, you know, away from family for a long time. Or I, I got lucky. I worked in TV for most of my time in the States. I was in film in the UK. I was mainly doing independent film. Um, but in the States, I've gotten into television. So a lot of it is studio-based. Um, and... Uh, even though it's still long days, I do see my family at weekends, which is nice. Um, the, the directing bug never bit me, uh, even though I worked in film. I think everybody at some stage either... Uh, most of the people involved in film have some kind of directing bug that's in them at some stage, but it never really got me. I was always more into the writing side of it. And um, like I said, I was always into comic books. Um, I stopped reading them in the 90s. Uh, for various reasons, um, uh, money being the main one, um, and also there was a there was a real shift in the style of comic books that were coming out in the nineties that never really gelled with me. I grew up in the kind of seventies, eighties um, style of comic books, um, American comic books. I should point out Amer like the traditional American style comic books, um, and because of that, it's. Uh, you know, I'd been out of comic books for a long while, but when I arrived in America, I found that there was this kind of sense that that there was uh, there was a way of doing it. There was a way, you know, in England, I've, I'd worked with a few artists and talked to them about possibly creating something, but it never really got anywhere. And I, I submitted uh, a few, um, a handful at most, of uh, story ideas to 2000 AD, um, and they always send very nice rejection letters. That's uh, so I did have that going for me, but I never pushed it as hard as I could. I never went out of my way to try and find out if it was something that I could genuinely do. Uh, when I got to America, I, like I said, I felt this kind of shift in energy. I don't know if it's just because it's in Los Angeles and everyone is so much more uh, enthusiastic and, and positive about creativity here. Um, but it's definitely, I was aware of that shift and I started to look more maybe... Uh, writing some stuff and uh, getting involved with an artist and getting the artist uh, on board to create something with me. And so um, I found myself in a position where I was working in film, I was creating comic books, and it was a, a lot of time. It was a lot of time in my day. I have a young, young kid, so I want to spend time with them. So I had to work out 
how to uh, manage my time with them. Now, one of the things about working in film is that you have a lot of uh, uh, prep time whilst you're kind of standing around waiting for sets to be lit or waiting for actors to be finished in whatever uh, steps of the uh, preparation they're in. And um, you also get given uh, sides of print out of the day's uh, script pages. So uh, I was able to use some of the downtime um, when I was at work to make notes and story ideas and make story maps uh, on, on the sides. And then when I realized that I wanted to actually do something, I started to wake up an hour or two earlier than I needed to. And I would sit down and I would write for 40 minutes at the start of the day. I'd make a cup of coffee and I would sit there and I would write. And um, it worked out. You know, For a long time I was able to get a lot of script notes down. I was able to get script, full scripts going. So I got myself into a position where I had a lot of work in the bank by the time um, I had an artist on board. And uh, the, the main series that I've been doing is a series called The Hero Code, which is a superhero story. Uh, it's just kind of a love letter to comic books that I grew up uh, enjoying and reading when I was a kid and I wanted to tell a hopeful story. Uh, something that filled me with the same sense of wonder and hope that I had from when I was reading the books back in southwest London. Um, so that's how I got here. And, uh, you know, through the process of growing up around uh, being a reader as a young kid, growing up around a lot of comic books, um, being interested in storytelling generally, being involved in film, getting into uh, college and working at a radio station, it brought me to this stage where I now am a professional in a creative field. I have a hobby that is creative, and I um, now have a podcast, which is what you're listening to. Um, so that's kind of where I am. And um, I did waffle on a bit, but I wanted to just, like I said, this is a test episode. Um, I'm going to line up some guests. I'm going to be switching around quite a lot. The idea isn't to focus on one creative field. It isn't to just be about uh, film people or comic book people or whatever. I want to try and get talking to as many creative people as possible. I realized that um, in talking with a lot of people at work and with a lot of people that I met in my work that there is a lot of people who create and um, there is, there's definitely a sense that there's a shift away from, um, you know, there, there are still people who create because they have uh, dreams to be professional in a creative field. Um, but I've started to notice there's a real shift towards people who create because they have this need to uh, express themselves or to have an outlet. Um, and it's almost a of professional amateur uh, level and um, or process and they are uh, making themselves you know they're, they're, they're finding time in their day to make something for themselves and um, because of how we now consume media they're now finding themselves with these uh, um, fan bases and uh, groups of people that are following them or are finding ways to follow them. You know, we have so much access to people now through social media or through the internet that 
it's easier to follow someone that is creating. So it's easier for creative people to connect with fans and for potential fans. And it's easy for fans to follow creative people. So there's kind of like this nice uh, mix of everything that's happening at the moment, which I find interesting. And I want to try and get people who um, have worked at every level in fields, in, in different creative fields, and talk to them about uh, what changes they've noticed and, um, you know, like I said, what motivates them, what inspires them, and just generally get people on who um, hopefully you, the listeners, will find interesting listening to us uh, discuss this. Um, so, I am Jamie Gamble. This is who I am. This was who I was. And that is the end of our test episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And um, I hope me saying Southwest London repeatedly didn't put you off the idea of uh, uh, listening to the show more in the future. Uh, we have a website up, which is um, whoiampodcast.com. And uh, if you have any questions, you can email us at um, whoiampodcast at gmail.com. And, excuse me, I'm just going to reach because I have a uh, phone set up as well for the podcast. This is the number. Anyway, it's 818-308-4066. And you can leave a message there if you have any questions. And let us know if you're okay with us playing any messages on air or any questions on air. Um, and uh, I'm going to try and put these out fortnightly, every two weeks. So uh, my aim is to get uh, eight in the bank and uh, build up from there and um, hopefully we'll get a, a, a nice steady stream of creative people in to talk um, that's it for now and I'm going to play around and edit this down, make it a little tidier and I will speak to you all soon take care, thank you for listening